Yo, today's QOD is great oaks grow from tiny acorns. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got one of my favorite speakers, Mr. Tom Morris, on the show today. Today, he's going to break down how staring at your big goal can become overwhelming. What you want to do is break it down into steps, because step by step is the way you're going to get there. Remember, little by little, a little becomes a lot. Tom Morris, coming up. Number three, we need to focus concentration on what it takes to reach our goal. You know what? We live in a world of big dreamers who sometimes forget the little steps it takes. I, I know you've seen it in, in clients, and, and maybe you've seen it in, in kids, in your kids. You know, it, it's an amazing thing. Uh, one of our old uh, coaches, uh, most of my time in Notre Dame, Lou Holtz, uh, is going gonna, is gonna to be with y'all in a couple of breakout sessions. I think it is tomorrow. I love it. He and I, and, uh, years ago, did so many talks together for NBC Sports. And I've heard him, I heard him in those years tell the story so many times of when he was an assistant coach, he got fired. He had no job. He had no investments. He had no savings. He could have been very depressed. Instead of being depressed, he sat down with some paper and wrote down goals for my life. And he may tell you all about that. This one, goals for my life. And he decided to dream big. I want to be a head coach at Notre Dame. I want to win a national championship. I want to be invited to the White House. I want to be on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. I want to get a hole-in-one in golf. Every big thing he could think of. One, I think it was 107 items he wrote down. I mean, giant things. He then decided to take the list to his wife so she could get a sneak preview of their glorious future together. <laughs> She read all 107 goals, then said the one thing he would least have expected her to say, Lou, you left out something. Why don't you add, get a job? <laughs> don't be afraid to start small. An ancient Chinese proverb says, great oaks grow from tiny acorns. Lou had to learn the lesson of the pre-Socratic philosopher Zeno. Zeno said, well, you know, if I want to get from here to the opposite wall, I can't just appear there. I've got to get to the halfway mark first. I mean, before I get there, I've got to get to the quarter mark. Before I get there, I've got to cross the one-eighth mark. Uh-oh, one-sixteenth, one-thirty-second, one-sixty-fourth. Oh, gee, if space is infinitely divisible before I get anywhere, I've got to go infinitely many places first, which is not possible in finite time. Therefore, nobody can ever go anywhere. Okay, <laughs> this is why philosophers have the reputation we have. Okay, calm down, Zeno. You have an insight wrapped up in a famous paradox you may remember from math or physics class, Zeno's paradox of motion. From every start point to every goal, there's a universally best strategy, divide, then conquer. If I want to be a certain place six months from now, where do I need to be three months from now? Uh, where do I need to be a month from now? Well, what should I be doing this week? What can I do today? Divide, then conquer. Daunting goals can become manageable objectives as you divide it up. I learned this from my best friend in junior high school. I was a guitar player. He was a tambourine player. I never thought it was possible to be a bad tambourine player. I mean, you just shake it, you know? He had no rhythm. He would shake it randomly and hit it on things, and he was a singer. He was such a bad singer, he got kicked out of a volunteer Baptist church choir. The minister said, Don, 
please serve God some other way. I mean, he was that bad. He would come to my house every day after school and say, Tom, let's start a band. You want to start a band? Let's be great musicians together. Let's start a band. I would say, Don, let's talk about a band later. Let's just play some today. I'd plug in my guitar. He'd start shaking the tambourine. My parents would get out of the house as fast as they could day after day, week after week. Do you want to start a band? Let's start a band. Let's be great. Let's, let's be bandmates. Let's do a band. It goes on forever. Ultimately, I go to UNC Chapel Hill down the road in, uh, from, uh, about eight miles from my house. He goes across town to Duke University in our hometown of Durham, North Carolina. His sophomore year, he started doing this like I couldn't believe. I can't be a great musician in Durham. It doesn't happen here. I got to go to a music center. New York, LA, they're too far. Nashville, I'm going to Nashville. So that's his intermediate goal. I got to get the money to get there. He borrows money from his friends for a one-way bus ticket to Nashville. He's going to go and be great, become great. Uh, it, it, he says, I got to get a cheap place to sleep. He sleeps in the back seat of a used car for six weeks. Now, I couldn't do it for two days. He did it for six weeks. Maybe I can't surf to fame and fortune on the tambourine. Maybe I need guitar lessons. He took guitar lessons. Maybe I could use voice lessons. Talk about self-knowledge knocking at somebody's door. Yeah, please, Don, get some voice lessons. Maybe I need to hang out at the, uh, at the clubs where the good musicians hang out so I can meet some of them. Uh, uh, maybe I need to get a job at night so that during the day I can show the music companies the songs I'm writing. He gets a job as janitor in the Vanderbilt Computer Center at night so he can go to Capitol and CBS and RCA during the daytime. A couple of years pass. I'm at this point in New Haven, Connecticut, in graduate school at Yale. One night I get a phone call from a mutual friend, and he says, Tom, you won't believe this. Listen to this. He puts on a record. It's a great song, a great singer. I said, what's this? He said, this is our friend Don. He wrote it. He recorded it. He's singing on it. He's playing the guitar. It's, it's like Capitol Records number 96 on the country charts. I said, I don't believe it. With no talented bone in his body, just by focusing on everything he needed to do, Don's got a record out. I got to congratulate him when I come home for Christmas. All the old friends would come home for Christmas. Okay, two months pass. I come home. Where's Don? Where's Don? Nobody knows. Finally, somebody said, oh, didn't you hear? He had to stay in Nashville this year. Everybody's recording his songs. I said, what do you mean everybody? Who? Kenny Rogers is recording one. Now, do y'all remember the late 70s? Before he started roasting chicken and doing other things, Kenny Rogers <laughs> was the number one singer in the world for a while. I said, What? has Don written that Kenny Rogers is recording? And my friend said, I think it's called The Gambler. Anybody remember that song? You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. That was Don Schlitz's first hit song. I think he's won eight Grammys as Songwriter of the Year. I was in the Opryland Hotel a few years ago. I met one of the most famous country guitarists, and he said to me, your buddy Don Schlitz is the greatest songwriter in the history of country music. I said, He's the greatest? It's still hard to process this, you know? And, and he said, you know how many top five hit songs he's written? Now, just top five on the charts. I said, I have no idea. I think it was 56 top five hit songs for Randy Travis, Tanya Tucker, The Judds, Alabama, Mary Chapin Carpenter. He said, he's made, your friend Don has made so many tens of millions of dollars. He lost count a long time ago. I said, if that's true as a philosopher, next time I see him, I've got a question for him. Does he want to start a band? <laughs> This is the kind of person you want to be around, a natural master of that focus concentration. Now, y'all wouldn't be here unless you were really good at this. The great philosophers have taught me something, though. Number one, we can always get better. 
Number two, we have to teach the people around us how to do this because not everybody is born a natural master of focus concentration, but we can all learn it. So never take it for granted. Always remember, whether it's your associates, whether it's your, your, your kids, whether it's your clients, and often it's your clients, they know where they want to be ultimately, but you're going to have to show them how to break it down and get there. Always remember, a focused concentration on what it takes to reach the goal will take us so far, little things add up, which is why our next condition for success says in little things as well as in big things, we need a stubborn consistency in pursuing our vision. That was Tom Morris. His website is TomVMorris.com. You can watch today's talk on YouTube. It is called Tom Morris on True Success. That is it for me, my friend. You have an amazing day. I will see you tomorrow with Mr. Steve Harvey. See you then. Peace.